And I hope you are ready to dance limits of the imagination. Here on Children of the Sun, WSTX AM 970, because you have joined us. Um, welcome to the program. Welcome to the weekend, because if you're hearing the sound of my voice, that means it is a Friday afternoon, and it is, in fact, Friday, March 31st, 2023. And so welcome. Good afternoon to my listeners in Christiansted, Fredericksted, Kingsville, why not? Buck Island, why not? St. Thomas, St. John, Water Island, our sister islands in the Caribbean, Up Island, Josh Van Dyke, Beebe Island General, St. Kitts, Nevis, Antigua, Down Island, Aruba, and actually welcome to the world because we are also streaming live over Facebook and Twitch TV. You can catch us on the radio station's website, wsjxradio.com. Just click the listen live icon. Um, we are really excited today to be joined in the studio by the um, uh, bunch of talented musicians with the Sebastian Franks album release party taking place at Levels tomorrow, Saturday, April 1st, um, 8 p.m. Doors open, music starts at 9, and you're going to go to, they're saying 11, I don't believe it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. You know how safe for is, man. Um, Party so goes until they're, they're saying 9, too. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right, so welcome, welcome. So let's um, we got um, Legrand, Lee, Sebastian Franks, T Rock on drums. So uh, let me put you guys on Facebook. Let me turn the camera around. Do, do, do. All right, cool. All right, um, now so you guys would, wow, you you so you're doing a double album release. Um, yeah. Uh, so like kind of a long story. Yeah. So so like none of it really happened by design or intention. You know, this was um something where I had kind of reached out to Sebastian when I came off the road with Akibeka. And oh, um let me let me get Oh we got callers calling yeah. in already. What? Oh. Yeah, they done hung up. Yeah. All right. But yeah, we came off the road with Akibeka and um you know, um you know, God rest his soul, uh, Bob Benjamin, man, was just an incredible teacher. And so, um, you know, when um, the dust settled and kind of started thinking about music again, um, I really didn't have a purpose to want to keep going or playing. And so I was just talking to Sebastian. We go back over 20 years playing music. We studied in, in music conservatory together. Wait, where was music conservatory? Music school. Like we, we, we studied under um, famous jazz bassist named Jeff Berlin. Oh. And um and so long story short, man, you know, like we always been in touch. We we founded a band together here called the Politrix. We co-founded that band back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. So early two thousand five, two thousand six, something like that. Yeah. So you know I had to reach out to him um in um early twenty twenty, right? And so we were just trying to figure out a way to, you know, try to get a um 
just some of this pent up tension, right? Everybody's on lockdown yeah. and what are we doing? And um, and so we started, um, I, I, I was able to convince Sebastian to invest in like a major recording rig for his home studio. And so we started a remote recording project and he would write these cell phone scratch recordings every day. He would send them down. What is a cell phone scratch? Uh, basically just using a voice memo. I found that uh, the uh, as much as a, I hate technology, it's also kind of a necessary evil. And I found that the um, the voice memo feature on my phone is the most useful uh, songwriting technique. Like if an idea comes to you, just dictate and yeah. I mean, it, it's I mean, it's one thing. I've always done it, you know, pen and paper. Just you know, I haven't really. I've never been one to type stuff out. Just it's just how it naturally comes out and um you know you might want to lean into the mic a little bit okay um yeah so i uh, it was just uh the 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 voice memo thing i found is uh yeah it's just you get a a quick idea down and then you don't forget it because it's sometimes (laughs) inspiration comes and goes in a heartbeat and if it's that's the tough thing about being a musician it doesn't always make you money so you're working a day job and it takes away from the creative side of things and it's always um but yeah, so having that quick little like notebook kind of feature on the phone um, helped wow. me to capture that. So I'd, I'd basically record a voice memo with a click track on it, send it to them. They build a beat around it and then send it back and we kind of we do all build the everything and, around it. And, 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 then, um, and yeah, so cool. we we built out these tracks and then um, we bring in the session musicians, T-Rock, you know, mm-hmm. Peter Willock. Um, another drummer, very talented drummer, worked with us a lot on this album, and um, and so we were able to finish the first album, and we got this guy just once those once those creative you know juices it's started flowing for him from getting out those first ten songs on album one, it just spilled right out into a second album. Yeah, it's like you're mad, <laughs> we just like didn't 10, even stop. We just kept going. Uh, ten, I mean, yeah, ten songs on each album. Ten songs was a lot for an album. So to give you perspective, I mean, like when album one dropped, album two was already done. Album two just dropped, right? Album three is almost done. Wow, wow and that's wow. how you know we tried to, to to take a page out of the the, the midnight Akibeka, you know, uh, force. Because that's what they were, man. Those guys were writing machines. Yeah. You know, Vong Vong was a guy that. Vaughn will turn a hotel room, an Airbnb, into a recording studio. I saw a picture one time of him in his bedroom, and it was like, it was not, um, I know not so much about the equipment, but it was just like books and notes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, big, big writer and, big and reader. reader. But you know, we we um we wanted to 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 you know. And you went on you went on tour with him, and what did you write? And what did you learn from going on tour? Like. <laughs> well like yeah. you know um this i guess sometimes you just gotta be grateful for what you get in life man you know i i i i never had any aspiration to be in that band right and, I, and i'll tell you why because that band was out of my league mm-hmm. that when i came to midnight at 23 24 years old only playing guitar maybe one year wow. and um and it was something that you know um me and sebastian we rolled these shows together and there was just something spiritual that was happening. We were, yeah. we were we were taking the echoes of these shows and going back to our rehearsal studios and our first band houses and trying to imitate what we were seeing on the stage from these from these players. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, we ended up forming the politics and ended up going to music school and all this stuff. But, you, you know, 
I, I think just the work ethic of this group is straight from the influence of Midnight and Akibeka because that's what I told Sebastian from the start. I said, we don't want to work with someone that's not going to do anything with us. You know, we want to work with an artist that's going to write albums and then actually go out and promote it and do something with it. You know, a, a, a lot of people can just become complacent, right? You do something and, and it goes on a shelf. Right. And we really wanted to make sure that we were writing um, just soul connectful type of music that, that's really going to um, help people heal, you know, provide guidance, all these kinds of things. So, you know, just a little backdrop, you know, on, on a lot of fun, man. I mean, we I would go out to L. I would I would get all my work done. We got a, a, a Russ Element is uh, is the one that facilitated all these recordings. He's like, our producer. He's kind of producer. Like, yeah. Uh, and he, he can, plays I, on the song. He's well, the, the bass player, MIDI. Well. He does all the MIDI stuff, um, some of the the, the the drum tracks that are uh, electronic. Um, yeah. So L, L was, uh, um, I want to say, around 14 years in, in, uh, in, in all together with Midnight. And, um, you know, we're just grateful to work with somebody like him because um, it, it just... You, you know the the experience that we're able to harness into our music man it's it's priceless yeah. you well know? And, and all this stuff was uh recorded mixed and uh mastered by russ element records so so it's a and it's a really it's a really special space you know the the sound of it and everything and so it's uh it's a good, good journey but yeah you know i just say you know be grateful for what you get because I never envisioned myself being in that band. And when I got the call, I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, they have a saying, the Bible says that, you know, um, you know, seek God and his kingdom first and all these things shall be added. Right. You check. So it was one of these things where, you know, God was in my heart and music was in my heart. And it was just a matter of application, you know, applying myself. And um, and that's kind of how my life has been with music. I'm not a guy that you know, plays every day and practices every day, I have to set goals and, and work towards them. So if there isn't goal setting and manifestation going on, I probably wouldn't be in music. But with these guys, you know, we get together and cool ideas come up for albums or, you know, different musical projects or to play a show. And I think at the end of the day, that's what keeps me going, you know, and, and just going back to the experiences that I've had personally, man. Um, I would have loved to been had a 20 year run in that band, you know, but I wasn't ready. It took 18 years of God preparing me for the last year and change that I got out on the road with them. And I wouldn't change that for the world. You know what I mean? And I mean, I just really am thankful for guys like Tough Lion, guitarists oh, like Tough Lion. I mean, huge I, inspiration. Yeah. We'll get into him, especially him a little later. Uh, you know, guys like Abijah, Kenny Byron, who I, you know, um, I came after Kenny Byron and um, man, these guys, I sat with all these guys before. I can tell you personal stories, whether it's hotel balcony on tour somewhere, or it's in the street of Frederickstead sitting on a bench with two guitars. You know what I mean? I've had interactions with these top VI guitarists and these guys were just major, major influences that then I took that experience and then when found recordings and started imitating and internalizing and, and, you know, spending time to then develop my own style. I didn't want to sound like anyone. I wanted to sound yeah. like me, you know? So. It, um, 
and you guys are like um going down to for the performances before you were in the band you were like like oh when i was in high like school i mean the, yeah it was uh, i remember seeing midnight play um out of Cane Bay before they they moved off island up to DC and kind of started. I think oh I gotta ask um I have a funny I think it was that like two thousand and one two thousand and two something like I that. I feel like it was ninety seven that I might have no. seen them the first time. No oh okay but they were but at Cane Bay. I um yeah they were playing like full moon parties I think. I I was introduced to Midnight by a a, a guy who was visiting from Kansas who was an artist art major in college and he randomly bought a Midnight CD at the college bookstore in Kansas and he was so blown away he came here for like six months because he just wanted to hear midnight and he was telling me how and he gave me some CDs and I'm this is really good it's like this is really good and but he was he he was at I think it was Galloway Records across from in Sunny Isle and the guy was telling me yeah midnight's gonna be playing tomorrow night at Kane Bay so he was telling you know he and his wife and me and my wife we were all gonna go there he got there long story short we get there we got there like two hours early because we wanted to get a good seat mm -hmm. and the beach was trashed mm -hmm. and we went in and asked the bartender at the restaurant what, what time is the concert start? oh man were you there it was fantastic you never saw a sadder person well, and you you play drums with the, you're playing drums like like yeah we had him share the mic share the mic share the mic that's how we always do yeah, yeah. um uh when uh, when Ross Elman's not not <laughs> too busy to 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 play the MIDI drums you're on it right yes, tell us yes, about yes. so how long what, what what um tell us about what your experience. I, I'm looking for like also like the spiritual experience, like the music. Um, because uh, you know, Midnight and Akaveka and were were like the, and the lyrics are like a very spiritual approach to life, right? And how does that? But I guess musicians, I think like you, the the spirituality of the lyrics kind of like infuses how you play. That's all I've been learning about. Like, I mean, that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. So I want to see what I was just wondering what you guys think of that idea. Well, as far as um, playing music, especially reggae music, well, music in general, um, you can play the music and just play the music, or you can play the music and play it with feeling. Yeah. Because when when you when you play music. Yes, you're playing it for yourself, but you're also playing it for the masses of people who's gonna support and listen to it. So you you wanna create that feeling that 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 vibe that you have inside that that you wanna share. Right, right, right. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. And it's a commitment because you know just to add to what he's saying, um, there's going on stage and pleasing yourself, and yeah. there's going on stage and pleasing people. Now, me as a guitarist, you know, I love ripping a guitar apart, man, you know, but that's not appropriate, you know what I mean, in a, in a, in a conscious reggae setting, you There's know. There's a time and place. There's a time oh, and right. place, and it's a, a very meditative sport, right? Right. So every note is a communication, 
you know every note is a feeling it's a it's a mood it's 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 something that you're just injecting to what's going on already and doing too much and bringing too much or the wrong types of 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 you know notes sounds whatever yeah that 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 interrupts the the the, the you know the spiritual wavelength that's kind of being created the drums here man i mean like t-rock wow like my first show this guy was i think we like um we're on a show with beanie man mm -hmm. and and yellow man yeah, and all these men yeah. way 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 yeah, back way in the day yeah, man yeah. but i mean i i I've, I've only connected with this guy on shows like that i've never been in a small band with t-rock and this is the first kind of like group that we've created and and um i was able to you know incorporate him into this and 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 move forward with it but i mean my experience with this guy it's like certain people you only see on big stages and this man right here is one of them you know what i'm saying yeah, okay. yeah and um what do you think let's see i've also heard it the other way it's like musicians should play play for himself and not try to be a people pleaser like pleasing the crowd mm. and um and like like honor your own internal artistic guidance um but i mean uh right but it seems but it's a combination yeah but it's like yeah. you're playing meditatively spiritually because that's what you want to that is your own internal guidance at the time mm -hmm. and you're communicating that with the audience as opposed to like just being a selfish jerk and doing it and doing completely inappropriate shredding right well i i think before before the the vibes and the feeling gets to the audience the band members have to do that on stage. We, we have to share that vibe amongst. So not being competitive, but mm -hmm. every musician has to be on top of their game on tip top. So if I'm at the top of my game tonight, that's going to make him sing even much better because he's feeling my drums back there. Oh, he's going to give me some guitar out of the world. Right. because so so it's a vibe amongst the band so once we get that vibe and that vibe is so strong that it starts to radiate out and you can when you're watching a band play you can tell if there's yes. friction yes. and egos <laughs> and stuff like that one thing um that's been really impressive for me i've never uh, and i told these guys at, uh at rehearsal last night but it's just i've never been in a situation where i had a certain level of musician with that certain level of commitment to a common goal and um you know you're saying uh, playing whether you're playing for yourself or the crowd and it's uh i i think of uh the lyric like free your mind and the rest will follow and i think it's um it, it's all a part of it like you if you're satisfying if you're satisfying that that uh the thing that you need i think that you're if you're respecting that that musicality of yourself and you're listening to everything else that i think that's the big thing is uh, you got to be willing to let other people in it's the the listening is is almost more important than the actual playing because if you like you said you can rip a solo or something but if it's not appropriate you know you're gonna have everybody looking like what's this all star doing over here like who got the uh you know the, didn't get the memo <laughs> yeah i mean you can have an all-star team but if they don't play together yeah. it, it doesn't it it doesn't gel so and that's something that has been really special about this you're asking what's the spiritual thing um i'm 
personally not a man of God, but I believe that there I, I am spiritual and I believe that the universe uh, has a purpose for everybody and that we're all on a certain path and the certain choices that we make kind of guide that path. And um, to be to be in uh, the emotions that I felt uh, just I mean, we basically have taken these recordings and from Monday until today have made them real we've, we've all heard them for the first time ever in a real live setting oh wow which is incredibly special last night we had the we finally had everybody together we've been playing with the drummer and then we played the keyboard player and trying to get all the everybody on synced up and um and it's never been a question of like you know we're we gonna be able to do this it's gonna be like what is it gonna sound like and now we're starting to really see what it sounds like and i can tell you that uh you're not going to want to miss this one because it's really special. The emotions that I've gone through just this week have been so incredibly intense. And I know that it's because of this level of commitment from the musicians, the people that believe in this project, and that, um, I don't know, that are just serving the music. I think that's, there's, there's no, all the egos are checked at the door. No, nobody's bringing that into the studio. This We're is like all, a continuation of a legacy. Absolutely, and, and, and we're all it's, like in affected. I don't know, affected, like all, you know, all of you were. It's like Vaughn's impact. Music impact doesn't die. Yeah, it's just like the continuation. There is a know. there's a tight unit amongst these musicians. You're and like playing for him as much as for yourself. You're like sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's something I realized that uh, I'm coming into this circle of this people that have this connection. I Legrand is kind of my connection to everybody up until recently, and now I've kind of developed these personal connections with people. But um, you know, up until that point, that we didn't, we, there was no chemistry other than the recordings, and that was that had to kind of speak for itself when we were all separate. Not, I mean, there were only a couple times I actually I was summer of 2021 i think that i came down and did some recording in the studio and that was the first time after we'd already or we hadn't released the first album yet um but we were getting ready to and we were working on album two and finishing that up and um well when you say release like tomorrow night's the album release party for both albums you right know, like you like you put it on youtube or something well the albums have been out but it's um because i mean it was the timing of everything right, you know we were nobody was traveling and down. so we just kind of buckled down and just focused on doing the studio work that was something we knew we could do we could create work and when people aren't out live um you know build build the, the song catalog and um and that's what we're doing you had something to do. that's what you that was yeah, your you project got idle, during the yeah, idle hands man you a, know lot, I mean? a lot of people too i mean you know they they take the wrong approach you know we have a lot of talent here in the vi right like mm -hmm. undisputed you know um and but the issue i think that i see is the the approach with a, a lot of young artists and um you know sometimes you gotta focus more on on like building the ship before you decided where you want to sail it you know what i mean like the old saying putting the cart before the horse you know people that get into promoting themselves and try to dive into the music business before they even have anything to bring to the music business so you know at least sebastian has two almost three albums right 
and now we're coming in and playing the first, you know, just a different approach. I told him that, look, man, that, you know, this is something that if I'm going to do this, I want us to be dropping at least an album a year. I want to, I want to write 25 albums with you and I want to, you know what I mean? And I, I want to, there's, there's a certain standard that I have, you know, that I learned. And, and so now it's just to go out and, and, and replicate that, right? The pathway, man, Midnight laid out a pathway for everyone in this territory to do something for themselves recording wise, promote their little thing and go out there on the road and leverage opportunities to get tours and dates out there. <clears throat> everyone here is capable of doing it, but yet, you know, it's a very, very small percentage of people. So where are people getting hung up, right? It's in the works. You know, you can't you can't put other things before the work. You know, we have a song called Focus to the Work is Done. And, you know, that that tune is just so fitting because, you know, we lose focus. We lose focus in life. And, and then sometimes, you know, we lose focus and we wonder why things didn't turn out quite the way we envisioned them originally when we set out. And it's all it all it all goes back to your focus, your motives, your 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 intentions. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest here on the air, right? Okay. I got into this thing for girls, man. I was a <laughs> dork, you know, out of college, moved down here from Florida. I was born here, but raised up there and, and came down here and no, no one knew me and I needed a, an outlet. That's like, and just every, being transparent, right? That's like every musician in the world. But you right? know, when I, when I went to music school and I sat in a practice closet for three years, playing eight to 10 hours a day, he'll tell you, you know, playing till four in the morning, you know what I mean? Like all kinds of crazy, crazy practice regimens, right? And living, eating, breathing, and sleeping this thing is when those egos and things started to shed. When I came back to St. Croix and, um, you know, after music school, I was going around looking for work and I really didn't know what to do. I didn't have my instruments down here. And I was, I used to walk from Lavalli side on payday to Mambiju to a little shop up there. And I would just go in like a bathing suit and a tank top and not even flip flops, barefoot. And I had a little ukulele that I put a camera strap on. So it was strapped up, a ukulele. And I was walk, I would walk 10 miles with this ukulele. And one day someone pull up, watch out, Max, pull it back. And I said, what, you know what I mean? If this car comes in reverse. And these two Rasta people, you know, and it turned out to be Saji, big producer from here named Saji, who's producer general, and his empress Maxine. And uh, I'll never forget that day. Saji mm -hmm. found, discovered me on the side of a road with the ukulele on top of Blue Mountain. That's why I would bring the ukulele and go on a 10-mile walk and play. Wow, and, and, wow, um, wow. and so Saji bring me into general. So, you know, so I was basically in the ILIN band with these guys and playing. And the experiences, man... You know, hey, what time sound check? 10 o'clock. I go at 10 a.m. I'm the only soul there. You know what I mean? And then six hours later at four, everyone showed. You know, I had to learn these things. And these experiences, they shed more and more and more ego. Be before, before it was all said and done, man, I just wanted a partner that would give me beautiful children, always be loyal and true to me. And and uh, and I let go, you know, just more and more killing of, of the self, of the ego, you know, but these experiences, man, is what shaped me, you know, what I mean, what shaped me, what gives gave me the 
the ability to even be in someone like Bond's presence, Von Benjamin's presence, because this was a very serious, hyper-focused guy that was a no-nonsense kind of character, you know what I mean? And um, if you came in with a lot of, you know, just energy that didn't fit, you were not going to be around the circle long. So my motto was just to shut up, stay in my lane, and do my job, you know? And that's still my motto, you know? I let these guys, you know... I like to create things and let people run with it, man. I like, you know, I've always been like a conduit is what one of my friends nicknamed me a long time ago, like an electrical conduit, man, because I connect and wire people together, you know? Cool. I mean, that's, um, that's actually a place for that in the world. I mean, um, sometimes the most important thing, the most important thing you can do is connect people. Yeah, be a facilitator. Be a facilitator. Yeah, be a facilitator for some things get Things don't happen like two, some major things happen because the right two people met each other. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me um, put some music on it. Think about that. It sounds good. Yeah. And you guys are going to be one this letting people know once again you're going to be at um, levels. Who, yeah, what, club fifty four. No, it's no, uh, no, well, no, no, it's no, 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 no. Yeah, so it's club levels. It's right across from Monteria, um, and uh, yeah, it's they got it. It's a really nice spot. They got a really nice stage back there, and I think the vibes are going to be. What did it nice. used to be? Used to be. Yeah, it was. Okay, it used to be. Okay, yeah. What is that? All right, so it used to be fifty four. Downtown Christianstead, um, across from Luxuria, where you can have your burrito with your with the chickens. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, um, 8 p.m. Doors open. Yes. So it's going to be Sebastian Franks, um, Legrand, Josephia Lee, um, Kirok, Tyrone Davis on drums, Ross, and every like. Ross Element. Rossell will be playing bass, and we'll have Surin Fenton playing keys. So Surin Surin was the founding keyboardist for Aki Becca. When Vaughn came back out as Aki Becca, Surin went out on the road with them and as a keyboardist. And it was funny. We uh, we were all worried this week, you know. Oh, you know, this man ain't been playing keys, and we ain't, uh, you know, just all these. Oh, and and Sir, Sir came into the first yeah. session and, like, nailed it. Like, and just I, bam. And oh, he was dancing it, around. It's like we he all was, felt so much better. He was playing extra stuff and lead lines all of a sudden. I was like, yeah, we're going to be all right. <laughs> we're going to be all right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Uh, 
number will be five for our album. Yes, first album. And you guys tell me just pick what I like. So. Alright. It's actually, you know, I I can't play all 20 songs on the right. show, so more like a question of you know, what which one do I want to give up than which one do I like. Remember what your fighting for album seems to be like more. I don't. I don't want to use the word melancholy, but like, um, but I don't know, not melancholy. Like laid back, like kind of like like just taking it easy, and then a place to know is more like like revisiting. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's definitely the timing of it. I mean, we were recording uh, the first album, remember, which was writing for it, in summer of 2020. And I remember being, like, uh, just with everything that was happening, we had a lot of race riots that were going on, the whole killing of George Floyd, and just, like, the just the really intense stuff, I mean, with the pandemic and everybody's already going through a ton of stuff. And then you have like this extra layer of just like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on here? And I think that's when it, a lot of that just kind of eventually pushed me to a tipping point where I kind of came out. So the first album, I think, was kind of like a like a therapy of like getting that emotion to come out, like getting it out on paper. Um, I mean, they're not all sad songs, no, but yeah. um, there's definitely, no. right, yeah, it's definitely, um, there was kind of like a heaviness. A recovery. There was a heaviness, and yeah, yeah coming yeah. out of like, yeah, just being like beaten and battered with uh, just life in general, I think. And the uh, album, too, was definitely <laughs> kind of a, it was kind of a rebirth, I'd say. No, it was definitely, man. I mean, um, I know for, for me personally, and I can speak probably for a lot of um, the fans around the world um, that, you know, when Akibeka, when Akibeka transitioned, um, you know, a, someone that was very close to us was taken away, right? All right. It was no longer here. And, and so, that was not, it, I mean, it was, a, it was sudden. It was shocking. It was, it was shocking. Not it was shocking. It was, I got I got a call at two in the morning, that, yeah. and I you know I remember like it was yesterday. And um, what I think it did to me is it it, it made me kind of question, like, because like I told you, I never set out to play in that band. So when it happened, it was very divine for me personally. Right? right? That's how I looked at it. Oh yeah. And then right. how I also and looked then... at it was that, well. Who else are you going to play with after this? Like, where do you go, right? Yeah. General, Junior P. Like, I can go down the list of all the different artists, successful bands. You know, I remember going and, and playing um, in Love City Live and opening for Dwayne Stevenson T-Rock. You remember that show with Junior P? We went over there and just rocked this show in St. John. You know, just all these incredible experiences as a musician. You know, we used to back Tia. And, um, you know... Um, once I got to play with Vaughn and all the grooming and everything that I went through from the band, from him, uh, just all, all the way around, and then it was over like that, it, it was like, 
what, where do you go from here? Yeah. And why? Yeah. You know, there was no, there was no, there was no um, motivation to want to play. And um, one thing about me and Sebastian, so like we met in 2004, and when I met him, he revealed this to me later, but he already like packed up all his guitars and put them up in a, and, and was figuring out a new path with his life. You know what I mean? And was convinced that music wasn't it because of the hurt and the letdown and whatever. That was 20 years ago, 22 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that torch has been passed back and forth. We passed the flame around for sure. He was the one that, you know, I called him, but it was like in talking to him, it just made sense. It's like, this is who you're supposed to play with, you know? And and I mean, um, you know, there's some things that I really can't, you know, the relationship between me and this brethren here is so deep that there's things I can't even talk about on the radio, personal things that I went through that this man supported me through, you know what I mean? Personal things, rehabilitative type things where I had to rebuild my whole life and Sebastian was there for me. You know, I remember calling him from like the Ziggy Marley song, a beach in Hawaii on the beach in Hawaii. You know, I called this man from Hawaii one day and I was out there rebuilding my life. You know what I mean? And, and then it was crazy. The room that they had prepared for me in there in Hawaii, I don't know how they knew, but they put a guitar in it. You know, <laughs> like they knew who I was, but they put a guitar in my room, wow. my recovery room, right? And so, you know, I started, you know, every day, every day, man, 10 hours a day, you know, don't sleep at night. Play. And when I left there and came back to the Virgin Islands, it was only about a matter of a couple weeks before I got the call from to go play for Aki Becca. So I've manifested yeah, that's like I manifested something that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's, that's in Hawaii. That's and, like biblical. That's like, you know, big thing. Oh man, the uh yeah, the That's a I miracle. Don't, I don't, and there's it's not coincidences anymore. I, I am totally convinced that this is all everything is meant to happen that's happening. Yeah. I stopped um, believing in about 30 years but ago. just i mean just the uh the people i mean running into phil picks he's been coming through the studio with it with us and um just he's a legendary bass player um one of the original midnight bases and you know had the tragic tragic story people from the vi know who phil merchant picks is had a very promising um you know solo career that was cut short because of violence, you know what I mean? And um, and and so I remember being in music school when Phil was on top, right? Me and this man, me and Sebastian were saying, we would, I would write Phil like fan letters. I would write tough line fan letters, right? And Phil would write me back. Oh, wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Phil would write mm-hmm. me back. Tough Lion would write me back. You know, when Tough Lion came to St. Croix, I think he was uh, recording, um, one of the tough the, the the ten string albums by I grade and um and you know I got a call from Tippy hey man tough line wants to see you you know what I mean I always appreciated that call because that guy meant so much means so much to me just that that I from sitting with him once and talking wow. to him one time because he wanted to encourage a young musician that's all that's that's all he does man this man is all about you know what I mean just spreading the legacy growing it you know what I mean yeah and- it it seems to me like um music on reggae music on st croix music in general yes well i guess and i can now i'm stuck 
Gaz is good, Kelby's good, Gregory's <laughs> good. But the music scene on St. Croix seems to be especially vibrant and real and alive. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot yeah, of Yeah, I mean, that's why I, like, I was just posting about somebody. Like the, the tiny little dot in the Caribbean, and like somebody asked me one time from the States, was like, aren't you worried about hurricanes? I was like, you know, it's still we're down in the Caribbean, and ninety percent of them go, they miss us. But every one of them lines up on the east coast of the U.S. You got like, oh, I never thought of that. You got a lot of reasons for it, though. I mean, obviously, you know, the 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 all of the descendants from Africa, right? And Africans are musical people, going all the way back to Africa, right? They created music, right? The foundations of music, you know, are are from Africa. The foundations of everything, really. But, you know, when you look at it here in the Caribbean, a small place, nothing to do. And then, you know, they incorporated music into the school. So you have people like Stan Joins, um, Khadija Kwabena, a lot of other local teachers. I leave anyone out. Who, who are some other teachers, um, T-Rock? Um, right now, I know um, Sonny T, Arthur Brown, he, yeah. he's doing some teaching as well. So I way. think Kevry Hendricks Kevry, is, is a yeah, big, big, Kevry, you know, Soka Calypso started, it's now yeah. in the system teaching, wow. so giving back. So what that does is, man, you just have... Khadija. Khadija, you just got these, he's a piano teacher, I believe, at um, yeah. one of the schools. But you just have this massive upcoming of young soldiers musical, right? You go to America... You don't you don't see the same kind of fire. Don't get me wrong. There's talent. There, there's there's 400 million people, right? There has to be talent. <laughs> but for 60,000 people to be saturated like yeah. this, and you look look who's from the VI, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we already talked about Midnight a lot. You know, you got all uh, so many different artists. You know, pr- pressure and and I could keep going on and on and on. You know, you got guys like like Rock City. Um, you got musicians like like instrumentalists like like uh, Rashawn Ross. Do you know who that is? Rashawn Ross. You ever heard of him? He's a trumpet player from St. Thomas. He's been Dave Matthews' uh, trumpet player since the inception of the band. Wow. No. A, yeah. A Saint Thomian. I heard Dave. Dave Math- I, I, heard, see, I, I mean, heard you know how many Dave likes Matthews I get. Heard, yeah. You know how many likes I get when I drop a post? Like maybe five or six. When Rashawn Ross drops a post, and he's just a trumpet player. He's just another sideman like me. Eight nine hundred. I mean, the real the real fame wow, from yeah. this island, man. And um, so there's there's definitely there's there's something here. There's an energy here. And is the is the Saint Croix like Rasta scene more? It's like yeah, like roots reggae, like more talking about the daily lived experience of people as opposed to like the dance hall kind of thing where, like you know partying and stuff that you get with well i i think with our um our music the reggae music coming out of the virgin islands mainly st croix is is life experience people speaking of of like it, it's not made up stuff it's things that they actually experience yes. things that they're actually living yes. so yes, and and it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier as far as feeling like you don't want to just sing a song about poverty and then you're just mentioning things about poverty, but you're not really trying to give the feeling or, you know, for, for the, an example like that. What do I really resonate? Because it's exactly, every time, every time you're saying stuff, I'm like, that's what I'm, that was it. That's yeah. it. It's like a lived experience, not like a, a story about because you know it's going to be a good song. Right, right. And and one of the things that I love about our 
small community is the fact that a lot of us are musicians and on top of that we are friends veterans family so it, it, it's like you get to play music with your your, your best friends as opposed yeah. to just going hanging out with your best friend so yeah. that, that that makes it even that much more yeah you guys make me feel like full I, I need to go back to school and learn how to play an instrument <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a it's a pleasure and, and you know i i give thanks to sebastian and and Legrand because they, they gave me so much room to create that just just listen this this is the timing this is whatever and create something give me something whatever is in your head so i i give thanks for that that space to be able to create well you gotta know who you're dealing with you know yeah. there, there's a time to tell some someone what to play and there's a time to shut up and say please like grace us you know what i mean and and so um, I'm the kind of guy you tell what to play, you know. <laughs> like, hey, uh, turn it down a little bit over there in the corner. Yeah, you're blasting this out, man. Hey, uh, hold that solo for another few bars. Uh, but, but yeah, man. I mean, um, this thing, like you know, you're talking about just you know the the culture and stuff, man. And we need more more young people getting in it. You know, we need the next Vaughn. We need the next Desiree. And hopefully they're out there. Hopefully they're listening and they understand that, you know, there's one thing I can say, right? And all these pop music and everything else, you know, people's careers perish. You know what I mean? Dance hall, you know, they go jail, you know, watch, watch Vibes Cartel, watch a lot of these people. They're all caught up in crime. But if you watch a conscious reggae scene, right? These men are living their best life. You know, you watch guys like Damien Jr. Gong Marley, Watch a man like Von Benjamin. Watch Desiree right now trotting down to Brazil. You know, mm -hmm. big tours. You know, and if people could just have a little faith that that, that these things are real, but it's um, you know, we've eaten our share of of dirt to get to this point, mm -hmm. and don't think that it's going to be easy. You know, I see a lot of people giving up especially youngsters right now man there's too much of an instant gratification culture going on and kids don't have staying power anymore to sit there and tough through things and that's the biggest thing that i can kind of like tell young people right now is to to develop resiliency because the world's only getting harder to live in you know and more confusing to live in so the more sure you can be about something and the more grounded you can be and 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 um you know behind behind something behind what you're passionate about it's just it's just always gonna behoove you more you know yeah. be to your betterment well i think also like uh the community is such a big part in that like kids mm -hmm. growing up with music like having a music store is a huge deal like i when i go into a music store now i still get the same feeling of when i was a little kid and i first walked in you got all the guitars hanging on the walls and like mm -hmm. there's a full drum room over there with just every symbol you could ever want and it's that's an incredible feel i still it's like walking into a candy store for me and a lot of kids down here don't have that experience because there's like the the music is there's so much music and there's a lot of people that want to do it but there's nobody really facilitating that and i think that's something that you know i really want to try to cultivate i'm you know trying like with this whole project you know we have we're really blessed to have ross element at ross element records to help us He's a he's a very talented engineer, um, and I think that there's a lot of people that could benefit from linking up with him. And I think it's 
it's a matter of just kind of connecting the community. And I think music is, is such an, a powerful way to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's part of the, the message here. We're trying to spread that, spread that love, get that music out there and get people interested in it and to, to want to be inspired. I mean, where we're playing, uh, uh, this Saturday, tomorrow night at Levels, that's where we got our first show our first ever. Show. Uh, we opened for, uh, we were playing as the politics and we, uh, we started doing an open mic there for a while, trying to get our foot in the door. Eventually, we built it up to the point where we were able to uh, have an hour's worth of material. We, we it wasn't levels then, though. No, it was it was a different name. And politics. Um, did it, when, when were you around? That was like two thousand six. Two thousand six. So you, I think I might have heard you. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know you, but I mean, so I mean, you we were like, that, well, you could tell from the name. We did that for a bit, and then uh, Legrand and I went to school, and I came back, and he stayed up at school, and I kind of came back and, and continued playing as a trio down here. And so we, we tried to keep it going for a bit, and then, um, yeah, and then eventually I, I moved back to the States to pursue other things. And um, I don't know if you remember or not, my wife babysitted your little girl, or like watching her. I do remember that. Wow. Yeah, she said, she's wanted me to tell you that she was the sweetest little girl she's ever met. <laughs> How did you get uh, Rosalaja Teferi to do all your artwork for your album? That was... Um, uh, who do you know? <laughs> yeah, no, same thing, man. I mean, when I came to Sebastian, you know, I told him that, kind of like what I said earlier, I said... This ain't this ain't a hard thing to do. There's a roadmap already. There's a roadmap. Let's just follow the roadmap. You know? Right. Oh yeah. Vaughn well, laid down the roadmap. Don't no need to reinvent the wheel. You know, so yeah. we we use Elijah for the first two albums. And um, you know, I've I've personally met Elijah in different music festivals and stuff. He's a really, really um, you know, just devoted Rastafarian yeah, brother. amazing person to talk to. And, um, you know, he's on the, like, the UN Peace Council. And this is a man that, that just has a real uh, vision of, about humanity. Mm -hmm. And it comes through in his artwork. And so that was something that, um, you know, I just, I couldn't really, we'd reached out to, um, you know, I got a bad, bad, bad artist in West named Marcus, big up Marcus. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, just the timing didn't work out. You know, and um, but you know, there's more albums coming, so you know, oh, be on the yeah, call, Marcus. You know, hey. be on the lookout, but yeah, you know, that's free up some space, free up some time. We, uh, Elijah, you know, we think with that, with the first album, right, really nailed it on the head. Yeah, in the second album, we we're like, you know, Sebastian had named the album A Place We Know, and um, you know, Sebastian's been living up in Maine for several years now up in the Northeast. And so Elijah comes with, you know, this big buck deer, right? In a forest staring at you. And then on the back cover, oh, wow. the back cover is, is pretty. And oh, I, wow. yeah, I remember calling say, St. Croix, I remember calling Sebastian, I said, what part of St. Croix you see a wolf? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was vexed, you know what I mean? But what happened was is like over time, man, 
I listened to the album more and more and would watch, and, and then that deer, that deer started making me feel a certain way. Watching that deer in the eye and the in the drawing. And and then and then it just this morning at my house. Yeah, a deer, right? Oh, yeah, I've, yeah, seen, yeah. I've seen multiple every every trip, every it, day I this mean, trip. I, I get deer from you know from time to time, but it's not a daily occurrence. And I and I and it's I could have easily not even I just happened to be looking out that window yeah. at that time. And I, um and now you're this morning. I mean now and I hadn't I was even I wasn't even uh I wasn't even thinking about about the show today or this album cover, which you sent me the artwork for, um, until just now you're talking about it about the the deer, and I'm like, that's why the deer was at my house. Yeah, it's cool. He actually, I, I kind of told him uh, for the second album, I had kind of an idea, a loose idea, of what I was going for, and you know, I said some type of forest thing and animals and. And uh, I, I mean, argue it was very, I was you. very vague. Some kind of was, force. Yeah, thing. it was very vague. Um, because I just, I don't have that visual art, like that visual art kind of thing. Uh, it's not my, my jam. I just, yeah, I mean, can't, it doesn't materialize in my brain. But um, and so he basically, he was like, he came back to me and uh, he's like, uh, so I want you to just, what are the first three animals that come off the top of your head that you can think of? And, you know, it's like a wolf, a buck, and a, a blue heron. Those are all kind of things I see. I mean, I don't see wolves that often, but you know, in where I'm living, it's it's not an uncommon thing. They're they're around. There's predators and all. Yeah, around. And um, you got a couple. But of as a child, as who, my son. <laughs> yeah, but as a child, I don't know. I always kind of kept. There was something about the wolf that it was just like. It's similar to like the lion in, in the reggae music where it's just like a very fierce creature and powerful and it's it's like you know king of its territory and kind of so i that it just seemed when he came back with that uh to me it was like at first it was like oh, that's not really what I'm, and then and then i actually got the original pieces that are hanging on my wall at home now and so i'm looking oh. at this stuff and it's looking right back at me and it's 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 intense it's intense it's um yeah, it's incredible. I, the one I saw this morning doesn't have the antlers like this, but a lot of times I see deer that that sure, are sure. most of them don't have antlers. Yeah. Them, but this one, that was the one thing I noticed about this particular deer. Yeah. He really had full-grown antlers more than I normally yeah. see around. Um, not as big as this, but not you know getting getting there. Yeah. I mean, well, like noticeable for a for mm, a cruising deer. That, one thing I really liked about it too, though, was the first sketch he sent me was with the, the the face with the antlers and it looked like these two hands over his head kind of holding up the moon almost and i was like that that's cool i like hopefully you keep it like that it's a, a neat thing yeah we 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 definitely that was um doing artwork was oh, just something not, sorry no you're gonna oh yeah yeah no you know like having artwork on the albums right yeah you see a lot of albums people do a photo or something like that and i remember um well you don't get me started on that subject because i'll go into the whole i'll go into a whole rant about how much better albums are were than cds Uh, if you've got like stuff inserts that was the thing that's what that's and that's what we wanted our albums to be like right we wanted it to be something really really cool that uh, a music enthusiast is going to really like derive a lot of pleasure, right? From taking our album, having that book, flipping through it, and just just going through the full catalog of work. Versus like when people, you know, to me, 
and this is just me, right? You know, I, I, I told Sebastian, like, you know, um, you know, I prefer if you didn't do like, you know, like, don't put your picture, don't, 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 <laughs> let's not do a band photo. You know what I mean? Like, let's stay away from that stuff. You know what I mean? And let's go deeper with this. Let's go deeper with this. Mm -hmm. This music is even deeper than you because when you're mm -hmm. dead and gone and you have no physical being to put on a, a, a an album cover, what what is still out here? Well, there's deer roaming the mm -hmm. earth and wolves and birds and nature and you know all, all of all of nature's um you know wonders, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that um that was really like the impetus for trying to you know everything is artistic from the music to just looking at the album um and we want to make it as abstract and we want to keep keeping that in that world of, of being abstract you know mm -hmm. being artistic and never just being straightforward right you know oh yeah yeah i want to cut um oh, we, we, we gotta take a break at 1 30 which is about um oh no okay the clock says 1 30 but the computer says 1 26. Uh, well, that's good. I want to go out with some music. Um, hollow ground or chill? I'll go hollow ground. Okay. You're gonna hear that one tomorrow night if you come to the show. So let's send it out to the, right. the people. All right, so we're gonna do a like a ten. I'm gonna give you guys a break, and you know, in case you need to do anything, um, we're gonna take a ten minute commercial break, and then come back, and um, we will exit with um, Hollow Ground. Um, um, Hollow Ground. Don't don't tell me. It's. It's off the um, 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 A Place We Know album. For, no. No? It's the first one. Yeah. First Remember album. what you're fighting. Freshman album, yeah. You, you, you got both albums right there, my lad. You oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. You got, I the, cheat sheet. You got the cheat you know, sheet. You know, I was trying to like, understand. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nah, nah. It's, All right. And you can, you can, and the more you listen to this, you can hear which album which song is that's from. what i was trying to yeah. do but yeah i only got to listen to it once because they just sent it to me yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my excuse i'm sticking to it uh all right let me get this started cool Um, I'm going to mute the, on Facebook, we're going to be muting you guys too. We'll be back in about 10 minutes.
You're listening to Children of the Sun on WSTX AM 970, the soul of the Caribbean. We are joined in the studio today by Sebastian Frank, T-Rock, Davis, and LeGrand, Josephiah Lee. Um, and uh, let's go right into another one of, uh, one of, another one of the uh, songs off the albums. Double album dropped tomorrow night at Levels. Well, we, which one are we looking at now? Which one are we looking at now? Hollow Ground, right? Huh? Which one are you playing now? Are you? Um, we got um, chill, chill, or I could do. What about till the work is done? You got that in there? Yeah. Or even uh, getting over you? Watch out, a million wonders. Um, which one you you were telling? No, I don't. I didn't put them all in. I just queued up. Gotcha. All right, we'll keep it up. Go ahead. All right, let's do Million Wonders. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, watch if you come out. through tomorrow night, you'll hear this one. You'll hear this one for sure. Okay. This is off the new album. This is off of A Place We Know. Thank you. 
But that's that you know that's how this works. <laughs> uh, that we've always been just get get on the ground and get the work done, you know. And um, we always have the You were just listening to a million wonders. You're just you're just listening to a million wonders. So what was the genesis of that song? Oh man, uh, what is that about? I don't know. I think that's something that it's tough for me because things just kind of happen and they come out, and it's always I generally. <laughs> learn about the song through other people's experiences so like, like, like you got the you song you were this? talking about earlier at the beginning at the top of the show about how you would just get you get an inspiration and you well you, you really like having the phone because you can dictate your inspiration before you lose it yeah. and then after you've made it the song and um uh like most poets sure. you need other people to tell you what yeah. it meant yeah because you just sort of channel right from spirit for sure and, and then well yeah and then uh one of the most elaborate writers I've ever seen, like, like, he's a, is this like a psycho journaler, you know? Psycho journaler. And it's crazy. Like, I remember when we would, we would have like these writing sessions when we had the politrix and, um, you know, what was that? Um, you know, good friend of mine had a thought to keep us all satisfied. He said, oh, "Learn yeah. how to live how to in swim. this ocean. Learn how to swim in this ocean of life, and live it till the day you die, or something." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, like the line always blew me away. And I'm like, "Where'd you get that?" And he's like, "You know, like Maynard from Tool." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so that was where, like, Sebastian, <clears throat> um, you know, and we we had a lot of similar musical tastes, but then, you know, the people that he would turn me on to and open, we, we went and watched a Tool concert 
Warner Music School in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, totally different than what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. totally different. Opposite end. But the, I guess the lessons that you can pull away are, you know, number one, the band, the artistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone that really does it better than Tool. Like, a, a Tool show is pretty special. You know, it's, it's really special. And, and, and I shouldn't say anyone, that, you know, that's not a fair statement, but among the, the, the best of the best who can go out there and execute every night at that level mm-hmm. of artistry, you know. But, you know, it's... Um, yeah, and that's the inspiration. I mean, when the, the, I mean, we went to that show being blown away, and at the time, you know, we're in school, and we're like, yeah, yeah we want to do it's like yeah and like you know we're gonna do this year and we're gonna get really good and we're gonna go buy that van and we're gonna start touring the country and it was like again he said i was a psycho journaler but it's i uh i actually started keeping a consistent journal at the beginning of music school because it was such an intense ride of just like self-exploration and everything and i found that that really helped to get stuff out dump it out on the page but i also have like this kind of uh uh I don't know. It's a a memory bank of what's like uh, where I can go back and be like, oh yeah. And I mean, I was pretty good. I was like every day there was at least like, or you know, I missed a date, whatever here or there. You know, it, it's a it's a way to go back and just kind of see where you're at. And I remember first day, first couple weeks of music school, and it was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get really good this year. And then we're gonna buy that van, save up, buy that van. We're gonna go to L.A. We're just gonna make it. And that's that's the dream. <laughs> and I remember like you know I completed the one year program and and it was probably years later that I saw that and I just I, I burst out laughing because I was just like you know we, we were just having a side conversation about um, you know uh, music school and like how you know how do you get good and it's putting that time in and like really uh, learning is is all about being humble and listening and absorbing and there's a lot of people that um, they can't do that because, uh, and I, again, this is just like a just a huge theme that we've been discussing this week and everything. But like, I mean, the ego gets in the way of so many things and jealousy and spite and like all this stuff. And I mean, especially in the art world where it's like kind of cutthroat, where you're just you're putting all your stuff out there all the time. I mean, it's. Um, it's intense, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, I guess I, I forgot what my thought was there, but uh, I was kind of rambling on. Um, well, it's just going back to like, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you create these, you know, the, the lyrics, the lyrical content Yeah. And, and the approach and stuff and, you know, do songs have a meaning or just, you know, and that's what, that's what I was, was alluding to with that line was that that for, that he put in this song that we wrote by a politrix song um and that'd be really cool by the way man to throw you know at a later show one day you know oh. just throw the whole politrix to in there <laughs> but um no you know like uh, sebastian would take a journal right that he wrote and you know and um you know let's say 100 different pages and he not only is he right he goes back and reads this stuff you know and then what he does is is he, you know, <clears throat> whatever emotion he was feeling from riding on the tractor for eight hours and having a sore back and then having to come to our rehearsal and play for three and a half hours that night, 
you know and then we used to we always used to go down to the to, to the um dominican bars and they make great food here in st croix you know um chris hideaway you know i mean they're still there there you know what i mean and we were we rolling chris hideaway at, at one in the morning and and those women big, there you know and they would feed us and then boom and we would do this right like i don't you know at least four nights a week and then wow. play you know at least a show on the weekend sometimes two shows but we were pretty all into this thing mm -hmm. you know and and i got recordings <clears> and i'll tell you what i uh those those first those days we did not sound good yeah i mean and there's days today where we don't sound good you know what i mean but that's the thing in this but is not that, tomorrow night at level no nah, man <laughs> like you have to you know this is like a practice you know that was all the humbling experience of everything like all that learning so you know you're talking about earlier we're talking about earlier how like certain people don't listen certain people can't listen so or or like if one member in the band is out of sync with the other ones you know there's a breakdown in other words what that really is it's not bad music it's a breakdown in communication because what we're doing is having a conversation on the stage right you know and even like in this like song right here a million sure. wonders yeah mm -hmm. you know like i had struggles this week with this tune not not in playing any of the note content but it was the feel of it it took me a minute you know i've been in what fort, am i doing here? i've been in Why fort lauderdale yeah man you know like i've been up there doing different things and so um you know coming back to this music that i haven't touched in a while it's been it's been an amazing ride this week we've been doing two a days like 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 you know football preseason like two a days like two day rehearsals wow. yeah you know uh probably we were probably you know anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day i'm um, actually playing so um so it's been really special it's been very rewarding and um you know like it's now, when you say psycho <clears throat> journalist is that like uh, journaler 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 psycho journaler we were talking about like like yeah. where these songs come from maybe and, maybe serial is the yeah. word he's a and, well yeah. i mean like i think you know, when i'm writing it's like you know, the place where i was at like you know semicolon or colon <laughs> it has to be because it's completely different sure, yeah. how people are going to read it oh yeah or Definitely. like i I I rework a paragraph a hundred times. Yeah. I can do like essays, yeah. stories, stories, not songs. A little, not I'm not related. I'm just oh, yeah. minded man, but um, it's like every it's like you know every word you got to pick mm -hmm. the exact perfect word. On the other hand, talk. I was thinking about um, somebody asked Elton John once. It's like you're a you're a classically trained pianist. You're obviously a talented song music musician mm. composer composer um gary think about like going to a higher level and getting into like classical music he said you know beethoven took 10 years to write the fifth symphony and i just don't take myself that seriously <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. well he certainly you know i think sebastian sebastian's last live performance was with um was in high hopes in around 2017 or 16 16. 2016 yeah. so you know this is definitely um you know a big emotional uh build up for him you know and it has been but it's been beautiful you know the writing process of these albums every day has been like an ultra marathon for like the last month for me where it's just 
But no. even before that, man, when we wrote these albums, it was a marathon for him because he was working up in the Northeast. He wasn't really playing yeah. professionally, you know. And um, it's a labor of love. It's a know? labor of love, man. Yeah. He, he's neither one of us has ever really used this as a means to make money. You know, I don't need music to make money. And I, I really like to, um, you know, keep it separate and think about it separately. Mm -hmm. um, I've never wanted to taint my music. Right. You know, right. so, you know, I, I think when it comes to this group here, we've always tried to maintain that purity and that integrity. Serving the music. Yeah. yeah because this is like really a healing force. So when these other other things start coming into the equation, it comes through. Well, that was like one, you know, when I first like was invited before, you know, when I first was inviting you to come on the show, um, I like picked up this vibe and it's like, this is a very spiritual, and this is, you know, my show, this fifth dimensional, I mean, um, positive energy from a fifth dimensional metaphysical point of view. So I try to bring people on that are contributing positive energy to the community. Or sometimes I get like people from all, you know, like famous people contributing positive energy to the world. Yeah. Um, reggae contributes positive energy to the world. You guys are starting out with positive energy to yeah. Virgin Islands, but eventually you're going to be contributing positive energy <clears throat> to the world. So, and I was like, well, this is a, like I got this vibe. This is a very spiritual person. Yeah. And so I just you know, you know, somebody's brother. That's what I, that's who I knew you were. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, it, it, guitar from midnight. What? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't know who you were. And I said, and I was saying, I want to call on a show. And he was like, yeah, but, and then pandemic, lockdown and all that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, just to speak to that, you know, um, it was just a, a real impactful time for a lot of people. And I, it just wasn't an appropriate time to come on and, 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 and speak Oh, no, about, that was know? fun. I was just, yeah. what I, no, 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 I'm not complaining. I'm saying... Because I, I wanted to, 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 to I, I really liked the idea. I mean, I was, I was, I was honored, and um, it's, it's we really nothing about recognition, man. It's really more about like, you know, there's someone out there listening right now that needs to hear this. Right. You know, there's some youth men that are playing instruments. There are different people. There's someone that's 20 that wants to get into music, that's never done it before. There's someone that's 30 that wants to get into it. You know, and we're here to tell you, man, like, do it. It's never too yeah. late. It's never too late. Everything's you know what I mean? It's never too late to pursue a dream, to pursue a passion, you, you know, and, and so. Everything happens at the right time. Man. But, you know, oh, man, there, I can I can attest to that. There's a way to do to things and, and to do it right. And, and um, you know, we have a song called Do It Right. Did you put that one? Did you cue that one in there? No, you, you told me I could pick. I asked. I asked. Which ones, do, which ones do you want me to play? Yeah. Oh, I need, they're all good. <laughs> yeah, let's hear some more music. All right. Um. Oh. Oh, 
Oh, I think we might have a phone call. We'll pause this for a moment. Good afternoon. You're, thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Oh, wonderful. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Simmons of Hope Incorporated. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, hey, thanks for calling in. Um, I wanted to give you a uh, chance to come on the air as well because tomorrow, in addition to a kick-ass concert at Level yes. at uh, 8 o'clock, you guys yes. are doing something at the uh, Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts. We are. We are. So, um, HOPE Incorporated stands for Helping Ordinary People Every Day to be Extraordinary Through the Arts and Creative Expression. And so we are hosting our first ever uh, survivor exhibit. So, as you may know, April 1st marks the Recognition Month for Sexual Assault Awareness Month and Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so HOPE has hosted uh, virtual interviews with survivors of domestic violence in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And now that we are out of the COVID phase, we are now hosting an in-person photo exhibit uh, with photographer Shalana Stephanie Brown at the Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. with survivors from the U.S. Virgin Islands who have found the courage to share their experiences and how they utilize art and how we are utilizing, uh, utilizing art through photography and writing to, to share our stories. So we are really looking forward to this. It's a very, um, it's a groundbreaking event that has never really happened before. So we're looking forward to it. And okay, great, Dr. Simmons. Thank you so much for calling in and uh, my best to Stephanie. And um, uh, so that's at the Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts. And you're, you're right now, you couldn't, you're, you are calling in for an, an Emancipation Day event, I believe. <laughs> I am. I am at UVI. Too happy. Yes, so I'm currently um, attending the 175th Emancipation Educational Lecture at the University of the Virgin Islands. Um, it is entitled Constitution versus Status. And so we actually launched our collaboration with the University of the Virgin Islands during their Charter Day last week. So that basically means that we're going to be collaborating over the next 18 months to hold educational lectures on emancipation, as well as to focus on the traditional and cultural arts and utilizing the campus to be able to hold those free events for the community. So today, we have several panelists that are talking about constitution um, versus status. And I believe I stepped out as Basil Ape was speaking, but there are other speakers there, um, Dr. Hadia Sewer. There's also former Senator Delbert Bryan. So we have lots of panelists and we're having that discussion today. So if folks are listening, they can join us. We'll be here until 4. And it's also streaming on our 150th Emancipation Celebration Facebook page. Okay. And tomorrow night at um, 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, I guess that is, 4 p.m., they can go to the Caribbean Museum and see the exhibit there. Absolutely. They can join us at 4 p.m. We're going to have a a brief introduction to talk about the inspiration for the exhibit because it is called the Reclaiming Spaces Survivor Exhibit. And that has been inspired by Shalana Brown's um, exhibit that she did called Reclaiming Spaces, where she looked at the history of the sugar mills and how it served as both spaces of oppression, but also spaces of um, tourism and freedom in a different way. 
abuse and sexual violence to look at the ways that we have been oppressed, but also how we've used those same experiences to heal. And so we're going to be launching that at 4 p.m. tomorrow on Silk We will have some um, free awareness drinks as well, because our colors are blue, teal, and purple. And of course, we invite folks to come and engage with the did, did you say free awareness drinks? <laughs> reception but the, the exhibit yes. goes on and if you can come into the studio during the course of the, the exhibit and like the Absolutely. whole thing about it about the, all the intersectionality of like the, all the different forms of the history and the, and the oppression and faces and spaces um i'm really curious about all that so if you wanted to come in sometime on a friday and talk about it i'd be more than happy to have you in Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I thank you so much for that because we were just uh, awarded a grant as well. And we wrote it and, and called it Emancipation Through Embodiment, Entrepreneurship, um, and the Arts. And so it kind of builds on what we're doing with the exhibit, but also talks about the intersection of emancipation as well. So I will be happy to join you again. Um, and the exhibit runs until the 15th, so I encourage folks to join, you know, and check it out even if they don't make it tomorrow. And I will definitely be back so we can chat some more. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Dr. Simmons. Nice talking to you. Thank you so much. All right. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Bye. You too. Thank you. All right, and let's. So um, we're playing chill, which kind of like. Um, what else did you have in there? We've got consequence or reward. Watch out. Um, uh, through the ether hologram, which we played, chill. Good consequence or reward. Yeah, you know what? Oh, I can't prove it now because I left my scratch paper at home. That was the first song I wrote down. That, this one's not on the uh, set list for tomorrow night, but uh, we do ha we'll have we will have uh, CDs of both albums. We'll have stickers and pins and stuff, so you can definitely come pick up your copies uh, at levels tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Oh yeah, we also have a music video. So it's playing. Thank you. 
Celebrate tomorrow night at Ruggles from Sebastian Frank. Ross Alman Records producing. Being joined in the studio right now by Bradley and Sebastian Frank, Tyrone, Chirac, Davis doing drums. Off. He was here earlier. Um, also, we got Earthbound Studios in the studio filming everything, documenting the whole process. The whole, the whole. Are these uh? Yes. I called Sebastian and I said, I said, you got to call Franklin. I said we can't do this without Franklin. And I told him, you know, that is a, a perfect, perfect time to introduce uh, Franklin, uh, my good friend, who uh, Franklin Pollock, who's. Uh, you want to be a, on camera, cameraman? He's a. <laughs> he's a I'm film director, producer, and, uh, there, and he's um, he's done a lot of really great projects down here with uh, with Noah, and um, just a huge advocate for uh, these beautiful Caribbean islands, yeah. and. Um, yeah, and he, uh, I met him a while back through playing with a band that I previously played with and uh, High Hopes. And um, yeah, just uh, he actually has made, uh, he came to me after we had kind of made a connection about, um, I mean, he just he loves music and, you know, he's constantly, he hears something, he'll, he has a, a vision. And um, so, yeah, we've now done, he's done three or four. Or not released, but for him. Yeah, we're, we're currently working on another music video, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been really great. So there's a music uh, music video out for that track, actually, Consequence of Reward. It's out on YouTube, and um, so definitely... What's going uh, on here? Oh, no, no. You're, oh, you're, you're white. He thinks he's standing in front of a green... This white t-shirt is um, blending right in with our, yeah. Which is funny because the, the music video we're working on, uh, we have some green screen and blue screen stuff, so we've been we've been kind of playing with that a bit. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, any, is there anything uh, logistically that you want people to know about levels tomorrow night? Like, I don't know. I mean, get early, you definitely party. want to get there um, because it's going to be something really special. Um, 
We're going to be selling albums. Yeah, we're going to have merch out there. Uh, we got CDs and stickers and fridge magnets and pins and stuff. So if you get there early, you'll have you'll be able to get some. Um, so that that would be some incentive there. Um, there's going to be uh, yeah, I mean it's going to be a wicked show. Um, I mean. <laughs> From uh, what we've all seen, as from the musician side, we're saying it's going to be a wicked show. So I mean that 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 should mean something that anybody that cares about music, um, you're not going to want to miss this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not every day. I mean you know that 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 people are putting just this type of intention into music and this much energy into this. I mean I can tell what it's going to be like. Oh, it's going to be like. So it's going to be like, yeah, like, like me and off the wall and, and <laughs> my fan at midnight. You. Oh, were you here? Were you there? A, a real world yeah. sound power, you know what I mean, this, that, that, that we're going to bring. So, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to just seeing just all the faces that we've been accustomed to seeing over the years, you know? And, yeah. You know, well, see all your friends. And, you oh, yeah. Too. Seriously, if you know any of us in the band, then we we hope to see you out there. I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a vibe for sure. All right. All right. And. Um, let's see. We well, want to play. Do you want to? Um, well, you know, what anything, anything final that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? We can, at least, like, in uh, because I don't want to play your entire album. That's a good one, there. Yeah, watch out. I, I, you know, I was interested to see your song selection, and that's why I didn't pick, right? Yeah. And and, and it goes to show you because what, what I think are the best are not what people, you know? It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was trying to get like a cross, like 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 a different, a cross section of songs, like some political, some kind of like, um, and different highlighting different musicians. Um, you can't hear it. It's just playing out over the radio. I just have the, the speaker turned off in here, so we can. Just leave it low, like, can we still talk and leave it low? Yeah. I haven't heard this song in a long time, man. It's a yeah. really good song. I remember. Yeah. Lean it. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, why didn't we throw this on there? On the playlist for tomorrow? Yeah. 
I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, for the set list, I didn't get a lot of feedback. Yeah, well, you, I asked you. and you, you Yeah, I asked, yeah, same thing you did to me. Which one of the songs should I play? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They're all good. Whatever, yeah. yeah, so I just kind of <laughs> took everything and I mapped it out by different, you know, up-tempo, down-tempo, and uh, I took my 14 favorite songs from both albums and mashed them all together. And uh, it's funny because the favorites kind of, they constantly change now that we're listening to these again. Like, it's, you know, it's... We're hearing all these songs for the first time live, and it's, um, it's really yeah, my, my feelings about each song has changed for quite a bit, and um, it's cool. It's well, cool. you don't want to like people to have like the exact same experience going to the concert and buying the CD. Yeah. Oh, they're two different. totally different experiences, and I guarantee that after this show, going back and listening to that album will be a different experience if you've heard any of the music before it. And I, because I just know personally that when I, I mean, I grew up 80s, 90s, and the, you know, beginning of CDs and stuff. And when you get an album and you just you listen to it, you, you while you're going through the the jacket, you, all the the liner notes, who 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 was on playing on each track, who produced it, um, where it was produced, all the album artwork, all that was like a connection to the musician. And um, and I still like that's an important part of the experience for me. But I know that listening to that studio album, and then if I ever got to see them, going back and listening to that studio album again is just a totally it's a different thing because now you have this connection with the band. You don't just have like your own little personal connection of reading the liner notes and stuff, which for me as a little kid like that was huge like i felt like i these these are the these are my friends kind of because like they're sharing like these like these kind of journal entries or like handwritten songs like that's their handwriting that's their scribbling something out and writing something out or writing something else or you know even like on the recording they said something differently so it was like you know some from the handwritten thing it changes to to be something else so yeah i mean those experiences are all different, and I guarantee anything you hear now will sound um, different in a positive way um, live. And uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, man, that's what we're all about. That's what we're doing. Well, here. so I think everybody should be at Lowell tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely want to see some faces. Hope, you, <laughs> hope you're all coming through. Yeah. Uh, Eight o'clock, um, and the vibes are going to be right. And uh, yeah, you're not gonna want to miss it. It's gonna be really special. You guys make sure you're out there tomorrow night, Saturday, April first, eight p.m. Doors open, nine o'clock. Music. Don't stop doing it. Just eight o'clock. Be there at eight. Be there at seven. So you get a good seat and get a refrigerator. Uh, I mean, if you want a CD or stickers or anything, definitely get there early because that that's gonna sell out. We only brought a limited amount, so get it while it's hot. All right. Thank you guys for coming in. Really Thank you so much, it. Ray. I really appreciate it. I am looking forward to the concert tomorrow. Um, and uh, no more music from you guys. I mean, oh yeah, this is just can... this is just the beginning. Um, the cat is out of the bag. Uh oh, cat is out of the bag. You guys hear that? Oh, is it going? Why is it adding a five to this? It's really interesting. Motors and go. I'm gonna play my uh, uh, exit music. Or should I go with that? I'm just.
okay, you know what? Instead of instead of exiting with my theme music, I guess you didn't notice. The name of the show is Children of the Sun, and the theme music is Billy Philip Children of the Sun. Right, so I thought of that all by myself. Well, did you did you hear in, in the Million Wonders? There's a line that says, "Beautiful creatures, children, children of the sun." Oh well, wow! Take, take it out with the Million Wonders, man. Okay. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. No, I did. I missed that. Um, So, Million Wonders, I'm going to right. go out with, oh, it's right there. Already got it in the queue. Uh, all right, okay, thank you guys for listening. Have a good weekend. Get out in nature, get in the water, get in the tree, get your energy body clean. And we will see you next Friday, 1230, and I'm going to exit with a Million Wonders because it's got a Children of the Sun reference in it. And I uh, You've been listening to Children of the Sun on WSJX AM 970, Soul of the Caribbean. All right, Facebook, thank you for tuning in. See you next time.